Eagles Entertainment. Hey, Eagles fans, this is running back Miles Sanders. Sanders comes in, slot to the far side of the field. He is firing, and it has caught it into the end zone with a touchdown. Eagles score Miles Sanders, his first touchdown in the NFL. You're listening to the Eagles Insider Podcast with Dave Spadaro. Welcome, everyone, to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles everywhere. How are you? Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, with you. And we are roaring through this offseason. We are into the all-star portion of the offseason where the Eagles and every other team in the NFL traipse around the league and around the around the country and find talent for the NFL draft and the post-draft period. And one of the people who's going to be doing that is my guest today, former Eagle for four seasons, NFL player for 10 Made millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars, and now he's working in the personnel game. Connor Barwin, welcome. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Good to see you. So the new title here is Special Assistant to the General Manager, right? Correct. Yep. Which means what? It means I'll be doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'll be involved on the personnel side. When guy, when the players aren't here, they're not in the building, I'll be involved in a lot of personnel stuff. Uh, I was down at the East-West Shrine game. Uh, I'll be a Mobile this week. I'll be at the Combine uh, and then kind of looking at free agents uh, and stuff like that. And then when guys get here during the season uh, and during the offseason, I'll be doing a lot of developmental work with, with kind of the young guys. It's interesting. Got to know you during the four years you played here. Uh, then you went to the Rams. Then the Giants took 2019 off, retired. We saw you as an honorary captain, a legend from the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles community. And now you're getting back into the game of football. What was it like, first of all, before you tell me why you're doing it, what was it like being away from the game for a full year? Well, I don't think I was really away from the game for a full year. So I, I went into last year and got ready to play. Uh, I was physically thought I was ready to go. You know, the, my, my year in New York didn't go well. Uh, and so I was, I was excited to play another year. And so I had a couple teams that I, was, I, was, I wanted to play for, one of them being the Eagles. And uh, they, were, they were happy with who they had at, at defensive end. So it didn't work out. So I, I, I trained till about October. I turned 33 in October, and I decided, like, this is it. The couple teams I wanted to play for uh, weren't calling, and uh, it was time to move on to the next chapter of my life. So a lot of ways I like to say I didn't uh, retire from football. I just stopped playing football. And then as soon as that move happened, I called Howie right away uh, and said, you know, how can I help? And so you saw me during the, during the second half of the season. I was up here uh, on Fridays, sometimes on Tuesdays, working with some of the younger guys uh, on whatever I could do. And then when the season ended, me and Howie talked and uh, took on a full-time role. What is it like when the, the day-to-day football career ends? I, I always wonder. I think players really miss the routine, right? The habits, your, the cadence of, of the NFL life. Yeah, yeah. I would say, um, I don't know if my, my wife will listen to this or not, probably not, but that was the biggest adjustment because there was, there was a couple months there where, where I was home um, and I, wasn't, I didn't have a paying job. And so... Whenever my wife asked me to do anything, I had to do it because I couldn't say I had to go to work. You know, for 10 years prior, I had, I had a schedule. You know, so in those couple months I, I wasn't really working, you know, I was doing a lot of stuff. But at any moment, my wife would be like, all right, you got to do this or do this. And I kind of had to do it because I, uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. working. Uh, and it was good. It was a good adjustment for us. Um, spent some quality time with my son and my family. And really, we did take those couple months to reorganize our life in some ways because we had, you know, been in three cities in three years since I left Philly. Uh, so it was a good time to kind of settle back down and get ready for the next chapter. What is, in your mind, do you have a sense of where this is going to lead you? Is it right now just as you want to learn everything you can about the non 
on the field side of the game from a player well, I, standpoint? Well, I, listen, there's a lot I can still learn on the field part of the game. I think for me, I love being around the game. I still want to win a Super Bowl, multiple Super Bowls. Um, again, I'm, I'm done playing football, but I'm, my, my football career is not over. So uh, I want to stay involved. I want to help this this team is wherever I can, and also learn um, from from kind of the other side of the of the game, meaning the, from the coaches and the personnel side. There, Connor, there are so many thousands of guys and women who want to be scouts who want to evaluate personnel. What do you think as you go into this, as you start this, that you know about evaluating personnel? Well, I, I played. You know, my career, I got to be around a lot of really talented players. And you start to recognize what that mental makeup looks like, like what personalities want to make it. You know, ultimately, there's going to be adversity personally or for a team. When you get drafted, you have a tough rookie year or second year. There's all these things that happen. And you want to be around guys that can persevere through that. And I've seen that uh, after 10 years of playing. And... uh Hopefully, I can identify that when I'm going to look at college kids and other and other uh, guys around the league. Is it harder to make it to the NFL or to stay in the NFL as a player? That's a great question. I don't. I don't know. Actually, you know, really, I don't know. I think what it takes to make it is really the same thing as what it takes to stay in the league. Um, you know, that drive to just continually evolve and learn and improve your game, and then and then be a good teammate. I mean, those are things that will allow you to be a good player in college and make it to the league. And those are the same things that will allow you to stay in the league. As a, as somebody who I didn't play the game, never evaluated it. But I would think that, just, and tell me if, if I'm way wrong here, to make it in the league, if you have talent, somebody's going to give you a chance. To stay in the league, there's so many other things because everybody's talented. To stay in the league, you have to learn to overcome adversity, become a man as a young guy in a man's world, learn how to handle money and fame and a new city, correct? Yeah, yeah that's all true. Yeah. That's all true. Yeah, there's guys that come in with kind of, you know, all the measurables and all the tools. Uh, but again, that'll only take you so far. You know, to make it in this league, in a lot of ways you have to have those, um, or at least a, to a certain level. Um, but again, more important to me and what, what I'll really be looking for, because those things are kind of easier to find, um, you want you want to look you want to find somebody that's got the right attitude, you know, and that and then again you, when you when you boil it down, that's what really matters. So, is it easier for you to, to just look at somebody for three practices at the East West Shrine Game, for example, and say that guy has the physical ta- talent to make it or not make it? Does that come kind of naturally to you? Well, I think watching guys play football, I can usually tell pretty quickly. You know, obviously, you, you, you know, watching him do stuff at the combine, that'll give you some information. You need that. But again, I think, you know, the senior bowl, the East-West, watching them move with their helmet and their shoulder pads and hit somebody, uh, those kind of movements. Again, I've been around for a long time, and I've been through 10 training camps and a lot of NFL players just from that experience. I, I, three days into training camp, about every year of my career, I could tell you who was going to make the team and who wasn't, you know, just by the way they moved on the field and in the way they, they hit people or didn't hit people. How has all of your watching film through the, your entire career of football helped you into this, this next phase of your life? I think I think understanding scheme, you know, to be a scout, I think to be, and I, and I got a lot to learn on, on sure. the scouting side of things, but I think, you know, one advantage I do have is I can watch film and, and understand scheme and understand what guys 
are supposed to be be doing or where they're supposed to be. Not 100% because, again, coaches all have their nuances that there's no way I would know unless uh, I knew the coach and he told me. Uh, but I think that's an advantage that I'll have right away is, is generally understanding uh, you know, defensive and offensive scheme. At what point in your career, Connor, did you think that maybe after you were done playing you'd want to get into the personnel side of it? Pretty early uh, in my career. I mean, I've always, I've always just loved football, loved being around the team, loved the competitiveness of it. You know, and then I, I was, I was aware of my peers. You know, since I played a while, you know, I had some of my best friends retiring six, seven years ago, and I just watched them exit uh, and saw the way they handled it, and knew that I loved football. I loved every part of it. I wouldn't be able to play forever, uh, but I was going to want to stay involved. Uh, and I, so I, I always had a plan when I was done. I was going to get involved right away. Did you appreciate as a player how hard coaches, personnel, people, the the entire? I mean, you don't. You're. It, what's cool is you're also learning about the whole organization. Yeah. How 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 it all works together. Yeah. How the hard business people side, yeah. the football side. Yeah. You know. It's really quite uh, interesting how it all works together at the end of the day. Yeah, and I, and I'm learning. I got a ton to learn. I think I think I always appreciated my coaches. Don't think I always appreciated the scouts and the personnel. You know. And, and, and didn't fully understand until later in my career the business side of it and how important that part is to actually football. I always knew it was a part, but but it matters when it comes to the team, uh, the football side of things and, and how it all works. So, But I still, on the business side, on the scouting side, on the personnel side, still so much to learn. What a great, you know, just a great relationship that you create during the course of your career. You could have burned bridges in Philadelphia very easily. Like, you know, you could have been pissed off that the Eagles parted ways and that they didn't call you in 2019 and say hey come on let's let's get it going again but you didn't do that and that at the end of the day lesson for everybody pays off well you have to know what you believe uh and, and stand firm on certain things you believe but i try I've, you know maybe i learned it from my parents i've tried to understand other people's perspective you know what i mean and, and uh why people make the decisions they do and you know that's part of the reason i never burned any bridges and then you know I would have loved to play ten years in Philly or six years in Philly, um, but you know one of the great things is I got to play for a bunch of really great coaches and look inside how other organizations run. So I think that's some insight that I can bring uh, to the Eagles. You know, I saw how the Houston Texans run; had some great coaches there. Gary Kubiak won a Super Bowl. Wade Phillips went to L.A. You know, Sean McVay got to play for Matt Lafleur at one point. Played for Kyle Shanahan at one point. Uh, saw how the Giants, a, a, a division rival, how they, how it works inside their building. So those are all insights that I think you know I can bring with me to this this job. During the course of your career, Connor, how vital war, to your success were position coaches? I mean, the the most important. I think position coaches and veteran players that I played with really made a huge difference for me. And you know, Wade Phillips wasn't you know he wasn't my position coach. Huge influence on my career. Gary Kubiak, head coach, huge influ- huge influence. But probably the two biggest were Bill Kolar, was my first D line coach, uh, who's coaching out in Denver now. I mean, just just got me off to the right start, gave me a foundation to succeed in this league. And then Bill McGovern, uh, who coached me for three years here in Philly, and I you know had my most productive seasons in my career and taught me a ton about football, about offense and recognizing formations and understanding fo- offensive scheme. For those who dream of, of getting into the NFL and in the personnel side of it, is it a lot of alone time where you're 
in front of your computer in your office upstairs or here at the Novacare Complex. Very posh office, I hear. I'll visit it shortly. It, it's it? not, just so everybody knows. I'm in like a bullpen with a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like being a player. You get treated really like a things king. Have, things have changed quickly. <laughs> you should we, see my locker now. <laughs> yeah, we just, we, Connor and I had a moment in the staff locker room, which is like a nice locker room. It's okay, but it's not like the player locker room. Well, I, you know, a player <laughs> locker room, you know, you have, I don't know, six, six feet wide, chairs, all kinds of stuff. Now I've got a 12-inch by 24-inch little locker. High school? It's like a high school <laughs> yes, it's locker. like a small high school locker yeah. room, but, you know, that's You got to right. be organized. Um, is, it, is it a lot of alone time? Is it, does, it, does it take a lot well, of self-discipline? I would just say if, if you want to get into this, you better enjoy watching football because yeah. you're going to watch a lot of football. Um, you know, I love being at the All-Star. My, my first experience, you know, I played at the Senior Bowl, but I was at the, the East-West Shrine game last week, and, and I loved being there. You know, I loved being down on the field, being right up next to the one-on-ones, right next to the team. Uh, sessions and being there, but uh, it is a lot of time when you come back sitting in front of a computer and just watching film and film and film. So you better you better were enjoy. Were you good that. at it as a player? Was that why was was that why you were so good in the NFL? At the end of the day, that was the difference. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have called myself a film junkie, um, but I learned through good coaches and good kind of teammates to be efficient with my time and kind of what to watch and what worked for me. And I think that's something hopefully I can help younger guys. I mean, you can waste your time watching eight hours of film. You need to watch the hour or two that really give you some insight. Um, and I think hopefully I can take that to, to scouting. I'd like to ask you about playing in the Senior Bowl. Um, what? How did that benefit you heading into that draft 2009? Well, it, it was good because looking back, I moved to defensive end my senior year after three years of playing tight end. And there were a number of teams that didn't know where they wanted me to play. So I had a really good senior bowl because I went and I played both positions. I played tight end one day and then I played defensive the other day. So I think it was a great fave for me for, for teams to decide what, where they liked me better, but also showed my versatility. And uh, yeah, senior bowl and the combine were both two big weeks for me looking back. Let me say this, Connor. I've always loved you, and um, I respect what you do, certainly on the field, and absolutely what you've done off the field. I thought maybe politics would be part of your next step. Did you ever think of that? I thought Philadelphia would be like, wow, this is great. Connor's staying in Philly. You're going to make such a difference in the city. When I started here, we started, when I got here, we started MTWB, and, and I've, I've built in a tremendous team there. We've got a staff of six people, and we literally have three projects that will be under construction this year um, and I've empowered that staff and I kind of oversee it at a board level um, and so we're going to continue to do everything we can do to uh, help kind of the public space in Philadelphia um, but I, I just love football so much I wanted to stay around the game uh, and I want to I want to still want to win a Super Bowl uh, if not multiple Super Bowls and um, so that's where I'm focused at right now. What were Sundays like for you this past year? They uh, Well, the best one was when I was uh, at the Eagles game as an honorary captain. But it was interesting. It was part of the reason I decided to stop playing football. I The season started, again, thinking about playing. And my wife was shocked by this. But every Sunday, I was in front of the TV watching the games. And I loved it. Like, I just, you know, I'm just, I just love watching football. A lot of guys, when they stop playing, sure. they're bitter. They don't want to watch it. Shoot, I watched it every Sunday. I went to Arizona to watch my buddy, one of my best friends, play in Arizona. You know, I was watching the Eagles every Sunday. I just, you know, I just loved it. it really, it was me watching the game, kind of staying up to date. And it was interesting kind of listening to the, 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 the broadcasters because I had, in 10 years, I hadn't really listened to, you know, the different broadcast mm-hmm. teams. What did you think of the Eagles' 2019 season? It was a great finish. Uh, it was unbelievable to see what they did with, you know, a lot of these guys that hadn't ever played football in the NFL. Um, you know, a lot. A lot of credit to the leaders on this team, the coaching staff, uh, you know, Howie and Andy Waddell for putting together, you know, pretty 
pretty deep roster. Emergency know, like, list that just never stops. Really, and so so happy for, you know, obviously we would have loved to, to beat Seattle um, and keep going. You know, you hate to see what happened with Carson. But, you know, to me, to see what Greg Ward did, to see what Perkins did, to see what Scott did, you know, Kelsey had a great year, er- see what Ertz did, uh, all these guys, see what Vinny Curry did at the end of the year. I mean, there was a lot of positives to take out of the, you know, the last month of the season. Great times going forward here, Connor. Uh, welcome back. The Good to be back. Here. Yeah. Good to see you every Good day. Good seeing you every day. And, uh, man, let's have a great offseason here. Let's do it. Eagles ready to go in 2020. Connor Barwin, special assistant to the general manager. Small office. No office. No office. Oh, I'm, I'm office. like a, I have You're a desk cute. and a computer. Uh, any, any foliage. Fans, no, if but you maybe, like I'll, to, maybe I'll bring some in. It, it, it could fans, if you like to send in anything that would look good on Connor Barwin's desk. It's pretty bare right now. Just about three screens. <laughs> okay. Or the locker, because clearly... He needs a locker organizer. There's, there's no space. Just stuff for my desk. Just don't let that stuff spill out of your locker because then it gets into our space, <laughs> and that's a no-no. Connor Barwin, thanks just so much. Just visualize that now. Everybody, me <laughs> and Dave are like locker buddies right now. That, just that, a couple things, of guys. Things couple, change quickly. A couple of guys throwing weights around, although right now I'm not doing that. Hey, man, welcome back, and uh, let's kick some ass. Yep, let's do it. Connor Barwin here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group Insider Dave Spadaro with you. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Trevor Hayes, thanks so much for putting it all together. Connor, thanks for your time, and we will be back next week with the great Merrill Reese here. Everyone have yourselves a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S!